All right, guys, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And this episode is going to be a star-studded episode. We're going to have a bunch of guests with us. We have Ari Temkin, Jeff Garcia. We are joined by Guylan Jackson, Mike Rivera. Unfortunately, Michael DeLeon could not join us today. He was not feeling good today. He was a little under the weather. But we're going to go ahead and kick this off and start right up. And we're going to start off with our first topic. And before we do, I just want to give a big shout out to my Dallas Cowboy Borracho brothers. Puro pinche cowboys, guys. I had a great time at the meeting today. <laughs> Looking forward to the, the home opener. And we'll we'll have some other updates coming up on that, you know, pretty soon. But great time with those guys out there. Bunch, great group of guys. So we're going to start off with our first topic. And we're going to be talking about how the Western Conference will be changing this upcoming season a season now that LeBron James is joining the Lakers and DeMarcus Cousins is uh, joining the Golden State Warriors. You know, this is going to change the dynamic of the West and also of the NBA. So we'll start off with you, Ari. What do you how do you think this is going to change the dynamic uh, for the NBA moving forward? Well, I mean, the West is good. Um, you could you could make a pretty good case for 12 teams in the West that could make the playoffs next year. I mean, when you look at the eighth that made the playoffs, plus you know Denver didn't make the playoffs; they were just on the outside looking in. The Mavs think they could be a playoff team this year with the addition of DeAndre Jordan and Luka Doncic. Memphis, you know, with with full health and the addition of Jaron Jackson. So, I mean, it's it's you know obviously the Lakers are there uh, with LeBron and the pieces they've added. Um, you know, I still think Golden State's the clear number one. You know, I I, I want to think that Houston's number two, although they lost a reason. I think he's a huge piece to what they're doing, and, and we'll see what happens with the Capella. Uh, but but you know, Houston's probably two, and LA's three, and and then you can kind of figure out the rest from there. But there's legitimately 12 teams in the Western Conference that you can make a good case for to make the playoffs. So it's going to be very very interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean. I think at some at some juncture, I think the commissioner should, should jump in and kind of put an end to this type of super teams uh, being formed because it kind of hurts the competitiveness that once was prevalent in the NBA. It's just, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If you, you, you have the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, where it's more towards the player's favor. And if you kind of change the dynamic of that, you're going to have to change a lot of other rules. So, I mean, it, it's weird just seeing the, the dynamic of the super teams or the advent of the super teams arise. And now it's like if you don't have a super team, you can't remain competitive. And now a lot of people uh, have said, why even watch the NBA? What do you think, Ari? I mean, are you one of these guys that says, why even watch the NBA? Or do you welcome the advent of the super team? No, I mean, you know, look, the the data indicates that people are very interested in it, right? I mean, the NBA ratings are as high as they've been in a long time. Um, you know, some games, even the playoffs, rival NFL games, which is crazy. So, you know, look, it's 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 always been like this. You know, there's always been dominance in the NBA. Um, there were a few eras that, that have multiple championship teams, you know, with the only exception seemingly being the 2000s. But for the most part, I mean, you've got eras being dominated by teams, you know, individual teams. So I, I don't, I don't think it's new. Um, and and I do think that I, I'm not huge on the addition of Boogie Cousins to Golden State. I, I I think it might be one move too many for them. I I just see that he's been toxic throughout the course of his career. I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt in Sacramento because he was in a bad organization. But um, you know, he he. 
he went to New Orleans, and you know, New Orleans is trying to do everything they can to re-sign Anthony Davis. So if you know, if, if Anthony Davis wanted Boogie to be there, and especially at five million bucks, he would be. So you know, I I just think that that could be a bad move for Golden State. But you know, I mean, Joe, the, the truth is, I don't think there's any issues with it. I, I think, as I stated, I mean, you've got 12 teams in the West that can make the playoffs, so it's going to be entertaining. And um, and I do think people are going to want to tune in to either watch Golden State win or watch Golden State lose. And that's, you know, that's the paradigm that, that creates interest in the league. And and that's it. You know, the Golden State is is becoming a hated team. And so, uh, you know, there's there's that love or hatred aspect of them that drives the audience. Yeah, I I agree with you. And we're going to go ahead and get Michael Rivera's take on this as well. Michael Rivera, he's joining us. He's uh does the the Mike Taylor show. He's part of Thunderdome. Uh what do you think, Mike? I mean, we've we've talked about how, you know, LeBron James is joining the Lakers and now we're talking about how you know, DeMarcus Cousins is joining the Warriors. What is your take on this, you know, as far as changing the dynamic of the NBA, and not only that, but of the Western Conference? Well, I think Kevin Durant already said it the best earlier today. He was kind of joking around how uh, Golden State kind of messed it up here. Um, DeMarcus Cousins, I don't necessarily know that that's really a great addition to the team. I agree with Ari. It's 12 teams in the West right now, and it's really 11 versus the Warriors. Uh, Houston, I expect to see great things out of them, too. I, I still think they're going to have a great year this year. Um, a lot of people are jumping on the LeBron bandwagon in L.A., but I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't see that he really has much to work with there. And uh, obviously, he's, um, the big thing for me is watching all the drama between him and uh, Daddy Ball over there. That's going to be the – I think that's probably going to be the best thing about the L.A. Lakers this year is watching the drama between LeBron James <laughs> and uh, the big baller brand. Uh, I agree, though. Um, this team brings ratings. Uh, everyone talks about how they hate what Adam Silver's done. They hate that he's a terrible commissioner. But um, the NBA Finals had the among the best overnight ratings that were seen on cable in quite some time. So uh, the West is here. The West is here to stay. Uh, I, I, I do want to hold a funeral for the East, though. Who's left? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, give me a break. What's left? Yeah, Celtics. They're really good. Got to pour some out. Got to pour some out for the Eastern <laughs> Conference. The East is done. I'm sorry. The East is done. But LeBron to the West is going to be very interesting. Even if he can take the Lakers and do something with them, he still has to face Golden State, and he just can't seem to get over that. We've already tried it three times with the Cavs, and this is a team that he literally put together. He decided what coach they were going to have. He decided what personnel they're going to have. Does Magic Johnson give him that much freedom in L.A.? I don't think so. Yeah, you got a point there. And you know what? Let's go ahead and get Jeff Garcia from News 4 San Antonio. Jeff, you heard what we're talking about and the advent of the super team. What are your, yeah. What is your take on this? I mean, what are your thoughts? You're, you're one of these guys who really follows the NBA, so I'd like to hear what you have to say. Yeah, you know, uh, you know Guyland, I don't know how old you are, but I mean, I might be the oldest guy on this panel right now. And, um, definitely, I've, definitely, I've, Jeff. Yeah, thanks, Ari. I've, this, is, this is cyclical to me. This is completely cyclical. This is the NBA. I can recall, oh my God, here I go, when the Portland Trailblazers dominated the Western Conference, and it was just Blazers versus the Lakers for the longest time. Then it turned into the Jazz. The Jazz, Lakers, and Blazers were mixed in there, too. 
Mm. Houston had a couple of runs. And then you, you saw a shift to the east. You know, Boston with KG. Uh, then it shifted back. Spurs, obviously. The Spurs and the Lakers dominated the Western right. Conference yeah, uh, right. in the early 2000s. I mean, that's all it was. Just go look back at that decade, or at least that, that period of time when the Spurs and Lakers were at their peak. Uh, you know, how many times did we hear, oh, Spurs are probably going to make it to the, post, uh, to the finals. There goes the uh, ratings. Uh, now you're just seeing the super team now evolve into simply what has been there already before. I can recall going to the Hemisphere Arena and seeing Magic, Kareem, Byron Scott, AC Green do their thing and just wreck the Spurs for countless seasons. I remember seeing the Pistons with Isaiah Thomas and Dumars and Rodman do their thing and just dominate the Eastern Conference for a long time and the, uh, and the NBA Finals. This is nothing new to me, um, with the outlier being the Warriors, and I agree with you, Ari. I mean, that is just it's just too much to, for one team. I mean, what, just etch their name in the trophy now and give it to them. I mean, that's the that's to the point where we are now. Uh, super team, the concept of it is nothing new. Uh, the Spurs had one. They had they had their big three. Um, wow, did I actually say that? They had their big three. <laughs> they had. They yeah. Had, yeah. <laughs> right. Wow. Wow. The um uh the Lakers they they had I, I guess maybe a big two. I mean, I mean that was still a dominant two with the uh, Shaq and Kobe. Uh but at the, at the, at the, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted by Rivera right now. Yeah, it, what what are you what are what's you doing? I'm asking my eight ball if we're getting, I'm, I'm asking He's my asking eight ball his eight ball. <laughs> He's playing with his balls. <laughs> oh man. Ah, I see what you did there, Kyle. But 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 no, um this this isn't too shocking to me. Wait, you know, what was the answer? Wait a second, what was the answer? Oh yeah, yeah what is the answer there? Yeah, what was the answer? The question was do we still have a big three? Do we do we still have the last bit of the of the big three in Manu Ginobili? Uh the eight ball says my reply is no. Oh, wow. 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 There you got it. Somebody somebody better tell Ginobili he's got to retire. Oh, man. (laughs) We have yet to hear his response to that, too. We don't know if he's going to retire or not. But I'll I'll end this by saying last summer uh, I was able to speak with uh, Malik Rose uh, out in New York City at uh, some private scouting event for the NBA and I asked him the exact same question, you know, what's up with these super teams? You know, come on. I mean, this is ridiculous, right? And that's what he put into perspective. He's, he's telling me, he goes like, are you really, really shocked? He goes, are you really, really shocked? You know, this is something that's always been in the NBA. It's just magnified. Um, you know, you, we, we remember a time you can almost pencil in the Lakers going to the finals and, and netting it. You can, I mean, there was a time where the New Jersey Nets went to the NBA finals four straight times. Um, so yeah, you know, is it a little bit unfair that the Warriors, you know, are just rich in talent? Yeah, I think that's very unfair, but is this super team idea and how one team or maybe a conference dominates? That's nothing new. Yeah, true enough, man. You know what? I just want to go ahead and before I transition over to you, Guyland, just give a quick shout out to everybody who's listening. Thank you guys for tuning in and watching us we greatly appreciate all you guys support the show won't go on without your support so love to you guys we love you a lot thank you for watching and we're going to go ahead and get to you guyland now what is your take on all this you know that's going on in the western conference lebron joining the lakers demarcus cousins joining the warriors what do you think i still think the spurs are a top 
four or five team and we're going to surprise people because we play defense. And I think people are going to be so surprised because, listen, Houston missed 27 threes in a row in the playoffs. Mike D'Antonio's team cannot do anything. They, they can't win playoff games, right? So that means that we can beat them during the playoffs. That means we can beat them during the regular season. That's my short take on it. You know, I grew up in Houston, actually a Houston Rockets fan before I moved to San Antonio. I woke up, started drinking the good juice, and now I'm a Spurs fan. I've been a Spurs fan for you a long time. the championship juice. That's what it was. I, no, no. Actually, actually, the Spurs, actually, the Houston Rockets won two championships and then a few years later, they traded Hakeem Olajuwon. And after they traded Hakeem Olajuwon is when I was like, no more. I can't root for this team anymore because that was my favorite player. And they kind of did what Tony Parker did, but they traded him. It just wasn't as professional as I, as I thought it should be. So let me, let me just say this. The Houston Rockets did the same thing. People forget it was um, Hakeem Olajuwon, Charles Barkley, and um, Clyde Drexler, who they tried to bring in to win their third championship in the row. So even the great Charles Barkley, which people say I look like, do not say anything, <laughs> any of you all. Um, you terrible, said it, not terrible. us. <laughs> I know, I know. So that was one of those things that, you know, and, and, and um, like Jeff is saying, this is nothing new. This has been going on where people are trying to chase teams. We just now threw the name Super Team on it, and everybody, you know, uses it as a hashtag, and we have all these different voices repeating the exact same thing. My thing is, again, the Spurs still have the greatest coach in the NBA, period. End of story. Steve Kerr, but, you know, how great is Steve Kerr? Because he's always had these superstars around him, right? And you can even look at that as when Luke Walton took over the team. Look at how good the team still was. So or even a Phil Jackson from years past. Yeah, even Phil Jackson. So from a coaching up new talent, and we only have maybe a year or two, hopefully three left with Popovich, depending on how he feels, how he's acting, this could be good. And Kawhi Leonard is still under contract. Now, I know Jeff might have a little bit more information on if Kawhi is going to stay around or not. But, yeah, I feel pretty good about where the Spurs are right now, watching this young talent. You know, I think maybe we got some high flyers now. We got some guys that are going to dunk in somebody's face. Or we'll be the same old Spurs where we slow it down a little bit. We take our shots. We don't take too many threes. Um, and we play a good defensive um, game. And we are the same team that we've always been winning 50-plus games. We'll see. I, I, I agree with you there, Guyland. I think the Spurs will be absolutely fine if and when Hawaii gets dealt. Um, but, you know, to, to also piggyback on what you said, Guyland, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it a megastar one time traded from Milwaukee to the Lakers, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was Lou Alcindor, exactly. I guess. Uh, yeah, wasn't yeah. Um, Sh Shaq, you know, okay, maybe was it was he traded or he was a picked up? He was picked up, right? No, he was traded. No, he, he, was, was, he was traded. He was traded? He was traded. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Shaq got traded to L.A. You know, at that time, it was a big deal. Dwight Howard got traded to the Lakers. So you see, <laughs> right. you, you, you see you, this is nothing new. You've seen megastars uh, either in their prime or about to enter their prime um, get dealt uh, at the, you know, at their peak. And, yeah, I mean, you, you know, look at the, what was the Lakers. They even tried to do it again when they brought in Nash and when they brought in Malone, when they brought in Gary Payton, you know, so – that attempt to create these mega teams has always been around. It's just, as I, I said it again, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. It's just the Warriors are just in this other level where it's just from top to bottom down that roster. 
I mean, you mix and match, and they're just a headache, and they're a pain. So, yeah, the, the Warriors are just that one unit, this one moment in the NBA uh, chapter of its history where it's just so magnified. And so then, you know, that's when everything starts rolling, like, you know, a super team this and this and there. Everybody's making super teams to top of the Warriors, and it just spun out of control now. You were going to say something, Gaila? No, no. Well, it, um, I actually was saying bye to my business partner. Was oh, leaving. okay. Um, but, you know, again, I, I think what we showed in um, before the ill-fated Kawhi Leonard injury is that the Spurs still could play that defense and shut them down. And I think that we have a younger crew that is fast. I think we've lost a step in the past couple of years. And now we're going to have this younger crew that could possibly be as fast as, um, you know, the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry is not getting faster. He's getting slower. And he has shown to be um, hurt the past couple of years at some point. Kevin Durant, I'm scared of him. Like, hands down, Kevin Durant, you know, he pulls up. Yeah, he's a freak. He's seven feet. And yeah. and he's already above you. Like, what can you do with him? Um, you know, I think we can we match up good down low now a little bit. But hey, we'll see what happens. I, again, I'm not jumping ship from the Spurs, but we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. So what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go ahead and jump into our next take here, and we're gonna talk a little bit about what's gonna happen now with, you know, we have an end of an era with the big three with Tony Parker leaving. And we also have Kyle Anderson leaving. And I got the latest right now from Twitter and Adrian Wojnarowski, the Oracle that everybody likes to refer refer to it to him as. Uh, he said that the Spurs aren't going to make a, a counter offer. So it's what everybody said. You know, Kyle is going to be joining the Milwaukee Bucks. But how do these two players Memphis, leaving? Right? Yeah, he's yes, well, it's Memphis. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's going to Memphis. How are these two players leaving going to impact the the Spurs? Moving forward, I mean, what do you think, Ari? They're going to still be, like Jeff said, good to go and like Guyland said? Or is there something that we need to worry about? Uh, I think from Tony Parker's perspective, you know, I, I, I wonder if there was any deal the Spurs were going to be willing to offer him. Um, and, and I think it's so much more nostalgia than anything else. You know, I, I, he, he didn't play well last year. I mean, he, he didn't consistently. And so I, I think... You know, coming off the injury that he was coming off of, the age, the wear and tear, I, I just, you know, I, I think it's it's sad to watch a guy that's played for 17 years for the Spurs uh, not play for them anymore. But I also, I mean, I, I don't think there was really any offer that they put on the table. I think, you know, even Tony basically admitted it to Jeff McDonald when he talked to him on the phone from France. He said, you know, they basically wanted me to come in here and give me no guarantee on playing time and just be sort of like a coach. And he's like, I'm not ready to be a coach. So... You know, and I think that's probably the right move. Um, you know, this is their, you know, DeJounte Murray is now their guy, and, and maybe Derek White can take over as the secondary ball handler. Um, as, far as, as far as Kyle's concerned, I mean, nobody nobody had a better situation for them without Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard than Kyle Anderson. I mean, he got the minutes, you know, the spot duty without Kawhi in there, and, and so he's getting this contract based on how he was able to perform without Kawhi Leonard. I think four years is probably too much to give Kyle Anderson, based on you know the lack of offensive talent he's shown, I mean he's he is, you know I remember at some point during the season asking Pop about about Kyle Anderson like 
he's he's kind of like Boris Diaw, you know. He just yeah. developed sort of a multifaceted skill set. You know, he could pass, he could rebound, he could defend, he could score a little bit. Didn't have the same offensive game as Boris Diaw. That couldn't you know couldn't work guys down low. So, um, you know, I think another guy that if you you go back and look at the last decade for NBA drafts, how many guys the Spurs found deep in drafts that are productive, quality NBA players. It's just insane. They have an insane record. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think they'll they'll you know the loss of Tony's huge because you just can't imagine Tony playing in another uniform, and that's there's the nostalgia aspect of it. Kyle Anderson, I think, became the best version of himself this past year, but I still think it was probably too rich for the Spurs' blood at that point. So, um, two big losses, but two losses that I don't think will will be too hard to overcome. Yeah. So we'll go ahead and get your take since you've been waiting a long time, Rivera. What do you think? You know, Kyle Anderson leaving, Tony Parker leaving. Spurs okay? It's time to panic? Time to burn some jerseys? What's going on? <laughs> burn your Tony Parker jerseys. I mean, I don't get the guys who Fire! burn the jerseys. I mean, if, you buy, if you're going to spend that much money on a jersey, me, I'm a fan of the team on the jersey, not necessarily the player with that number, because that number doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, how many number twos have we had? I'm not going to bring the fake. Someone was talking about the fake number two the other day. I like that. Joe, uh, <laughs> Kyle Anderson, I like your take earlier. We were talking about this earlier um, before the podcast. He's like the Swiss Army knife. He does a lot of great yeah. things. He doesn't yeah. do them well. I think in a couple of years he'll be clutch. Is he worth what they? Is he worth what what the uh, what the offer was? I don't think so. We're okay without him. Tony Parker. You're right. Uh, I, I agree 100% with Ari. He just wasn't getting the time that he could have gotten here in San Antonio. Going off to Charlotte will give him the minutes. At the end of the day, I still see him. Um, you know, he might be one of those guys who comes back later. And, you know, his plays for a day, retires as a spur. He'll always be a yeah. spur to meet. It's going to be weird to see him in a Charlotte uniform. Um, I'm not going to buy the Charlotte uniform. I'm going to keep my San Antonio uniform. But uh, he'll re- he'll retire as a spur. That's the way I see it. Yeah, but Tony's always going to be known as Puro San Antonio. You know, hombre. It's not cooking with Tony. No, hombre. Cooking with Tony. That's what we're going to miss. H-E-B commercial. I'm actually going to buy a Charlotte Hornets jersey in, um, with Tony Parker on it and then burn it is, is what I'm going to do. Oh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> You're going to make nice. a Facebook event. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get your take, Island. I mean, what do you think right now? You know, Tony leaving, Kyle Anderson leaving. You've talked about this. I've talked about this on the Chris Duell show. What do you think? Spurs okay? Not okay? We're gonna be fine, man. I mean, listen. As much as I like slow mo, um, he was no Boris Diaw. Not not yet, right? Boris had a game. Boris was something a little bit more special. Um, slow mo. He was he was really slow. He. He played slow, but he played good. It was just he didn't give us the rebounding capabilities, and he wasn't fast enough to defend people that we wanted him. He was a solid player, obviously. And, you know, that's one thing that we never talk about is how the Spurs coach people up, right? I mean, you look at, you know, um, Boris Diaw goes somewhere else, makes more money after coming to the Spurs. Um, you look at, you know, again, slow-mo. Um, Jonathan Simmons went out and got a, what, $10 million a year contract after coming to the Spurs. And the challenge, though, is when these guys go to other teams, they're not necessarily as good 
as when they left the Spurs. And I think that's one of these things that everybody's talking about, about a Kawhi. Like, is Kawhi going to go to another team and look like he did in the Spurs jersey? I don't think so. But uh, listen, Tony, it's kind of his time to go, right? I mean, he got, what, two yeah. years, $10 million? Um, not per year, but two years, $10 million. I kind of wonder, you know, we can bring somebody else in, use that cap space or something else besides Tony. We got to get faster. We can't be a yeah. slow team. And I and I think Papa's seeing that, you know, now. Speaking of faster, we, we need to get rid of Paul Gasol. Thank you. You <laughs> took yes. the words. You took <laughs> jazz hands, you know, I, I, you know, jazz hands. You know, he puts his hands up. He's like, hey, pass the ball to me. Or, damn, I got hit on my elbow. <laughs> you know, I, I, and, you know, I cannot stand Paul Gasol. And he complains about it. He does. I call. I think he's one of the softest players in the NBA, and that's why during the season last season, I called him Charmin. And uh, <laughs> the blue collar, the blue collar sports dad brought me in some toilet paper because he scored like I think he had like a triple double or something like that. I'm like, you know what? Even a turd doesn't smell that bad every once in a while. <laughs> you know. So I just. That's I'm one of the not, worst. It's one of the worst contracts that R.C. Buford's ever signed. Um, yep. Oh and, and, man. I think, you know, compounding it was what they did last year, you know, that where they, they extended it to make it less each deal. But he, they would have been out of that contract after this season had they not re-extended it last year. So that's, I mean, signing him in the first place was a bad move, although at the time I thought it was a good move because he was still a, yep. a you know, double-double guy. And, you know, after his first year here, it just did not seem to be a good fit. And they extended him to make it cheaper, but the problem is now you're stuck with another guaranteed year with him with what is it, eleven million bucks he's making or twelve million bucks yeah. or something. It's just yeah, he's he has not been good with the Spurs. I mean he's he's horrible defensively, so if he's not scoring, he can't play. And that's that's the problem is he basically didn't play in the playoffs because he wasn't scoring and he, he can't defend. Hey Guyland, just to let you know, man, Jason Garcia from Omaha. He's saying Omaha. that it looks like you're working, like you're you're talking to us. You're joining us straight up from a UPS store, man. It says your your <laughs> office looks like a post office. <laughs> yo, yo, for real though, like y'all are tripping right now. I, if I showed you behind my desk, but I just got so um, you know, I do podcasting, but I just got in um a new Sony camera. I got in um, nice. what else did I get in? I got a new Sony A6500 camera, and then I got oh a new streaming setup so I can stream multiple cameras oh, wireless. Okay. Um, that, the system that we've been talking about. So, yeah, it, yeah, it does yeah. look like I'm at a UPS office. And then the storage <laughs> behind me is for, like, these Coral Singers um, files in my office behind me. So I share an office with a couple of other people. And behind me, has, yeah, so, yeah, I'm in a UPS office. I look like Charles Barkley. So. <laughs> <laughs> the round mountain rebound over here. The only difference between him yeah. and Charles Barkley is you actually want to hear what he says. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, well, Jeff, are you still with us, sir? I am still breathing. So, uh, what you oh, got for me? All right. So, give us some input, man. Let us know what do you think about you know Kyle Anderson leaving, Tony Parker leaving. What do you think about all this? Do you think the Spurs are going to be just fine? You know, is it time for them to go? I mean, who are we going to miss more, Tony Parker or Kyle Anderson? Well, or neither. We're going to. Uh, well, you know. First of all, it was sad to see the uh, MVP of the 2015 Las Vegas Summer League leave to Memphis, so there's that. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's great. <laughs> but it, 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 um, it's a little bittersweet for me. Uh, I'll start off with Kyle Anderson. It's a little bittersweet uh, simply because I've got to know him on a personal level and his family 
I've um, met his brothers. Um, you know, they invited me out to BBQs out in New Jersey. So I, I can tell you this much. Uh, last summer, heading into this past season, they were really working with him, uh, his brother, his his camp, uh, some personal trainers they had with him, and they were get, they were gearing him up for the uh, season, and and it paid off. Um, yes, there was the benefit of not having Kawhi Leonard there, and he, obviously he got the start, and his numbers proved that across the board. He had career averages. Uh, I think the Spurs will miss him to a degree, simply because he did a little bit of everything. Uh, and yeah, you know, maybe he wasn't the greatest consistent offensive person, but when his game, his offensive game was off, you, you know, he was there for that key tap out, that key steal, that rebound, that assist. Uh, you know, another body, his length. I, I like that. So it, it's a little tough for me to really, really give an unbiased opinion here. But, you know, I wish him well. I don't blame him for leaving. Uh, you, you know, we we have a situation here where, hey, four years at that money to stay in the Western Conference. Yeah, you know, good luck to you, Kyle, and I'll see you down the road. As far as uh, Parker is concerned, it was time. I think it was time for him to go. Uh, it pained me to admit that because I always felt that of the big three, he got you know the worst the the you know the worst of it from fans. Even up no until question. the bitter yeah no up question. until the very bitter end when that alleged report uh, that came out that you know Kyle, that Kawhi, uh, final straw was TP's comments regarding his injury in comparison to him. Uh, you know, fans were ready to pack his bags and uh, send him out to wherever he was going to go. In this case, it happened to be uh, the Hornets. Uh, but I look back and I, I, you know, I know this panel knows this, but for those that are listening and watching, I dare you to just go and Google his stats and what he has done as an NBA player. Your mouth will just drop. You, you, you know, he ranks up there in, in certain uh, categories with the likes of LeBron, Kobe. Uh, I forget the other guy, you know, he's lumped into that statistical category. He's among the Spurs category leaders from assists to playoff assists to scoring to games played. You name it, his name is going to be there. He will retire a Spur. His number will be hanging right next to TDs one day. Um, so, I, I, you know, you, it's like this. I say it like this, and, and sorry for the Star Wars reference, guys, but... Eventually, the master has to let go of the apprentice. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the apprentice has to be in his own. So Murray relied on him a lot uh, during uh, his first two seasons in San Antonio. I, I saw it. I, I, you know, I saw it on the road. I saw it at the AT&T Center. He really leaned on him. And if you watch the bench interaction, Parker was usually talking with him and chatting with him. So I think it was time for Murray to really spread his wings. I'm predicting that Murray's going to have a breakout season next year. Um I'm anxious to see what Derek White is going to be doing. If he can do what he's doing in the G League and in the Summer League on the NBA level, you know, then wake me up. I know he's looking phenomenal right now, but let me see him do this and the NBA level. It was just time, and I think I think collectively the Spurs were really leaning too much on the past. Is that too much for me to say? Is in the sense of, well, you know, we don't have Tim Duncan here, and and then the fans do it too. You see it on social media. Oh, Where's yeah. Timmy? Yeah. Where's Tim Duncan? Can he come back? I think this, the franchise, the fan base really needs to move away from that already. That golden age is over. It's done. 
And the sooner they do that, the sooner they can get things going. It's just unfortunate, though, that we have this wrinkle in it, namely Kawhi Leonard. You know, but once this mess is over, it'll start the beginning of the new chapter in the Spurs history. Because, yeah, a lot of people may be focusing on the fact that TP is gone and Dunk has obviously not been here. You know, we know Manu might be next. But I think the bigger the bigger tree to fall in all this may be Popovich. If he, Once he calls it quits, wow. You know, to me, I think that's when the real chapter of this Spurs team, uh, their glory days, is over. Because look what he did without Kawhi Leonard and with a cobbled team last year that's had an injured TP, had an injured Rudy Gay, uh, you, 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 know, you know, had to deal with the Kawhi Leonard uh, distraction, had to deal with a conference that was just beast mode, yet still got into the postseason, yet gave, yeah. in my opinion, the mm-hmm. Warriors kind of a good run in that first opening round period uh, series. So kudos to Pop, but I think once his time is done, my goodness, I think that's when we're going to be really entering uncharted territory with this franchise. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, it's time for everybody to move on, and it's time for us to move on, too, to our next segment. So here, we're going to be talking about I like how you did Kawhi that, Leonard. <laughs> I'm a professional now. I'm a Look professional. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about Kawhi Leonard, and the thing is, do we even care anymore? And before I go ahead and ask you guys your opinion, and you can use this tomorrow Rivera, you can tell Mike Taylor about this. It's time for all of San Antonio to wind up getting biblical on Kawhi Leonard's ass now. And what I mean by that is that they need to pull a Moses on this dude. They need to strike his name from all the record books, act like he never even existed anymore. It'll be like Kawhi was never even here. Let's go ahead and blur out his face when he's hoisting up that trophy, and they're going to say, who was that guy? And I have been saying this question mark. Jeff, Jeff knows I've been doing this on Twitter for the past couple of weeks. I have my hashtag buy Kawhi thing going here. I don't want to, I don't I don't even talk about him. If you've noticed my updates in the past couple of weeks, every time some story comes up, I'll just kind of uh, next. Let's go to the next story here. Um, one thing that needs to happen with Tim Duncan, and we talked about this on the Sports Buffet a couple of years ago. We need five statues of him all over San Antonio. Right. Why needs to be stricken from the record? In fact, to me, he doesn't even exist. He's dead to me. You're dead to me. Sorry, man. <laughs> You're dead to me. You're dead to me. Who are you talking about? Who are you talking about? <laughs> Who? Never heard of that, Vato. No. Yeah, no, never no. heard of him. <laughs> no, Taylor and I are both been very adamant about that. He needs to be struck from the record like he never existed. Here's the thing. I really hope that nothing happens to him before the season starts, so he has to suit up. I want him to go out onto that court day one and get what he gets from the people of San Antonio. It will probably be the most beautiful thing in San Antonio sports history. It will be the greatest event. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. There will be more hate for Kawhi than there was for Ozzy when Ozzy did what he did to the Alamo. That's how far I'm going with it. He's going to yes, find I'm... out what the meaning of the flying chancla really means. No, hombre. He's <laughs> you all think the flying chancla is only a mission thing. Wait till you get to the, the home opener and somebody throws a flying chancla right in Kawhi Leonard's no, face. I'm coming for you, Bato. <laughs> we'll go ahead and start off with you again, Ari. What do you think? Is it time for us to get biblical on Kawhi and just say, you know what? We're done with this. 
I mean, what do you? What is your take? Are you tired of the Kawhi drama? It's it's more entertaining, I have to say, than watching a Mexican novella. But again, again, it's it's you're you're tired of it, man. Kawhi it's is pretty not much Maria the same thing as watching a novella. I mean, right? I mean, it's like ten months, and it doesn't hasn't really moved very far. That's the thing, right? Is it's there's been so much said, so much drama, and it just doesn't seem to be a story that's evolving. Um, no, I mean, I'm you know, I it's. Look, I'm all for somebody doing what's in the best interest for themselves. I'm all for that. You know, if Kawhi doesn't want to be in San Antonio, then, I mean, it sucks. It sucks for the Spurs. sucks for Spurs fans. But, you know, that's that's the nature of the NBA. But to do it the way that he's done it, um, it's it, – it, there's just no words. I mean, he, he, made, he made $20 bucks last year, played in nine games, completely removed himself from the team dynamic. I mean, it's 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 – beyond childish you know this this is yeah. not what this is not how grown human beings act in a work environment and that's not how yes it is. is that's bullshit <laughs> yes it is i know a lot of grown mother that act this way in environments dude all the time so, oh no this is not how all the damn time i'm sorry Look, go ahead he, no 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 I, I like that you added your packages by the way all of a sudden now you've got the coyote up there no. and, Exactly. Did you get a delivery, bro, when we were talking? I did. I did. I gave birth. I gave birth. He's like Sergeant Pepper's back there with all this stuff behind him. No, so, I mean, I, you know, look, I, I think, you know, it's, it's been, it's. Here comes Rivera. You know, Rivera cannot be outdone. Yes, I see it, Rivera. There we go. The Duncan O's. The Duncan O's. Joe's got hey, to be behind I still got too. two boxes yeah. back here. I was going to say, you Joe's got them. I saw them. Yeah, 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 yeah that's great. Good on all, Joe, but I'm just focused on that Stormtrooper helmet. This entire conversation, yeah, I, I keep on just being an envious the of The Death that. Trooper in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's – it's it's just – it's it's sort of funny to me how Tim Duncan can retire and in a year and a half you see how good he was, you know, because I, I always thought, like, so much of Tim's greatness was – was like buried underneath the margins. It wasn't in his stats. It wasn't in what he did. It was all the other things that you couldn't see, like this, you know, like creating an environment where a team could win and everybody loved each other and everybody bought into that team ideal. And I mean, he's the greatest teammate in the history of the NBA. And the way this stuff has unraveled now, to me, is this great example of what Tim brought to this organization for two decades. And even though Pop is still there, it's just not the same when you don't have a guy there to personify that. Yeah, so, Jeff, let's get your take now, man. Is it time to get biblical on Kawhi Leonard and just strip his name from the memory from the memory books completely? Uh-huh. I mean, what do you think, man? Yeah, you know, I, this whole Kawhi Leonard thing obviously has been uh, hanging over the uh, Spurs collective head uh, for pretty much all the season, as we all know that. And, and for me, you know, I, I found out things were not kosher, uh, you know, right around the rodeo road trip. I, I rarely talk about this, but, uh, you know, it was during the rodeo road trip, and um, it was the night of Pop's uh, infamous, um, oh, he's out indefinitely. You know, why? Because I don't want to hear from you guys asking me questions all the time. It was that night, and I think it was in Brooklyn. So, but it just leaving that media huddle, just something felt off. I mean, all of us were talking about, like, something didn't feel right, so... I talked to somebody, you know, well-connected with the uh, organization, and the person tells me, you know, like, hey, you, you know, this is all him. And the players were already starting to tune him out. They were already turning their back on him. Um, so 
when I heard that, and you know what, my, what my the person I know told me, and I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me, right? So this is not just simply the injury. You know, I felt like the naive kid, like, what? It's not really what the what the what the teacher tells us. There's something different, yeah. So, and as the season moved on, you know, and things were popping up left and right, and I remember back that conversation I had with somebody in the organization. It's like, oh my God, it's actually really true. You know, this is it's something really bad is going down. He um, quit. <laughs> he quit basically. Yeah. You know, and you know, the, I just remember that very first utterance was. This is all him. And that's what, the, my, you wow. know, my source in the organization Bye. told me. So you fast forward to today, going biblical. Yeah, I get it. Spurs fans, our emotions are high right now. Uh, you know, I wouldn't go biblical. I, I think I would go maybe laughter simply because here is a 27-year-old man uh, who can end this drama, whether it be I'm leaving or staying, by simply saying, I'm leaving or I'm staying, or I want to be a spur or I don't want to be a spur. He was so great to say, hey, I'd love to be a spur, but he can't say the opposite. You know, does, you know, does he have to say, follow the company line here? At the end of the day, I think too many bridges are burned. You know, fans are going to have a backlash at him, if, even if he just enters the AT&T Center, and if he's still as spur at the beginning of the I think he still might be a spur uh, beginning of the season. I'm not saying he's going to end it a spur, but I think he'll still be wearing silver and black. And simply because he, there's just too much damage right now. There's just so much has been blown up that he needs to go. He is just simply that he just needs to go. I also have issues with the Spurs now, and I think the Spurs are being a little stubborn now. If, if it means trading him to the Clippers or the Lakers, or and I'm just making this up now, the Mavericks or the Houston or the Minnesota Timberwolves, what have you, just because he's in the West, okay, so be it. But if the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Clippers or the Lakers or the Kings or what have you are going to give you the best deal, you just got to deal with it and take it. The sooner they get over this, the better they can just simply move on. The longer this drags out, it's just going to become a bigger distraction. Yeah, the Spurs got to do something now. I would hope they do something before preseason starts or training camp starts, because that's going to be one awkward um, entrance by Kawhi. You know, fortunately for him, TP's not around, but Manu might be still there. Pop might be still be there. Uh, You know, this is a very young team. Do you want to have that young Mm. of a team? having to have to deal with this kind of situation when they're just trying to get the ship right. So hopefully uh, the Spurs can move on faster. But to go biblical, nah, I, I just I just feel, here we go, guys, brace yourself, Star Wars reference. He was just tempted by the dark side, and <laughs> he turned into Darth Vader. I think that's what it comes. But you cannot forget what he did, and what he did as a spur was quite amazing. And, you know and just to just to add to what Jeff was saying, it, he said it's kind of funny, I guess, I believe is what he said. And I, I think the thing that's funny is the Spurs organization protected him for such a long period of time. And we heard some of those stories from Mike Wright uh, uh, last week, and they did. I mean, they protected him. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's it's okay here. You know, it, there, it's just a different environment here. So the idea that he wants to go to the Lakers or the 76ers, 
Like it, it's laughable. It, it really is laughable. It seems like this guy has absolutely no grasp of reality. Like you don't want to deal with the media here. You want to go to the Lakers or the Seventy Sixers? Like are you are you crazy? So yeah. I think in some regards it is sort of laughable from the standpoint of like. He, he seems removed from reality if he's he doesn't want to deal with the media we know that he doesn't that's just not that's not just hearsay that that's the truth he's spoken publicly twice <laughs> in the last 10 months it's controversy surrounded him so um I, I guess it's almost like a okay let's see what happens be careful what you wish for Kawhi, because you're gonna get eaten alive by the Philadelphia media and Philadelphia fans they're ugly up there too they are yeah they don't if they don't like a loser no, How much of this though, is Jesus Uncle though? How much of this do you guys think is Jesus Uncle? Yo, let me yeah. let me let me let me you know, like a Mexican novella, because I don't speak Spanish, I don't know what the <laughs> hell's going on with Kawhi Leonard. Like I can watch the Mexican novella and I can watch the Kawhi Leonard saga and I have no idea what the hell's going on. Like, I really don't. It doesn't make any sense. But it's sense. entertaining. Well, let me you know, let me go biblical. <laughs> let me let me go biblical for a second, all right? If you forgive others for the wrong that they have done to you, your father in heaven will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive others, then your father will not forgive you for the wrong that you have done. Matthew 16, 6, 14 and 15. So take that to Mike Taylor tomorrow morning and let him know it's about forgiveness. All right. <laughs> we can go biblical. But th this is the thing. We forget. I, I haven't lost a parent yet. Right. Let alone have a friend killed. Mm. He had his father killed. Now, he didn't have his father killed. <laughs> Maybe his right, uncle did. Right, right. His, um, his father was murdered. His father was murdered, right? So then his uncle takes over. And I don't know who his uncle is, but listen, we've all been around some puto ignorant folk in San Antonio, and I've been around some hood people in Houston. And this is almost like typical of that family that comes in and takes somebody who's quiet, who has talent, and they start massaging them, and they start taking their money. I mean, there's NFL football players. Um, um, Joe Namath. What did Joe Namath? Yeah, Vince, Vince Young. Joe problem. Namath. You know, parents just came in and took everything from him. Not to mention, he was in bed. Uh, his his mother and and father. I'm sorry, mother and and um, stepdad. Excuse me, mother and um, um, uncle were getting money kickback supposedly for this from the shady you know, agent that they had also, like, this whole thing defies gravity. This thing is a Mexican novella. It's not normal, right? It is, it is there's no way, shape, or form. And I see people calling Kawhi Leonard a coward, but in a year, like, what changes in that year? Was it maybe Tim Duncan leaving, right? Was it maybe that he doesn't get along with LaMarcus Aldridge? Because, listen, I'm not a huge fan of LaMarcus Aldridge and him being a big baby on the best team in the NBA saying, hey, I need to get more touches. All LaMarcus Aldridge does by getting more touches is makes us a above mediocre team. He's not going to lead us to a championship without a Kawhi Leonard. So I'm trying to figure this out. Like, why did Kawhi change all of a sudden? What happened? And I, it, I don't you know think what? I don't think anything changed, uh, you know. And and you think Jeff, this has I'm always sure, been his character? I think that what happened is, and and Jeff, you you might know this too. Like I, for a couple of years, I had at least heard that he wanted to be in L.A. Like that's, but but that that yeah, didn't I make sense. It did not make sense, right? Like here's a guy that doesn't want to speak publicly. He's very passive. He doesn't want to be a star. He loves pop. So it was like we heard rumors that he wanted to go home to L.A., but it didn't. It didn't make any sense. So, you know, I think 
that's sort of, you know, he used the Tony Parker as the example of, well, I was upset with what Tony Parker said. No, he didn't. He always wanted to go home. He always, like, that was, that was always the case, but I always thought, when I heard that, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense with reality. With a guy, why would a guy that doesn't want to speak publicly, that doesn't want to be a star, that loves pop, want to go to L.A.? You know, it just didn't make any sense. And obviously now we've seen that it's the case. Yeah. So yeah. I just think well, the other Yeah, thing, exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, Guyland. Go ahead. No, no, just real quick. The other thing is, is him and pop have to play on Team USA. You know, they have a practice coming up. So three weeks. We're yep. Gonna, yep. Three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. We're going to see some crazy stuff happening. And. You know, I think Jeff is on the same page that I am, and maybe everybody is, is that Kawhi's going to have to play a half of a season at least to show other teams that he's healthy and everything's going exactly. good. Exactly. And I think if we win, you know, they say winning cures all, right? Yeah. I don't – I could see him staying. I literally could see Kawhi staying in the league because it, even when I think about his sister posting pictures of him in his jersey and, like – so there's a disconnect there, and I'm not – something's up with his uncle. And I don't know if it's manipulative. I don't know what's going on, but I really believe something's up with his uncle. And I think Maybe it's uncle wants serious. to go back to L.A. because he wants to enjoy the recreational marijuana. Well, not only that, not only that but, you know, if you, if you, uh, you, know when you, roll, you know when you roll in the posse, you know, um, I hung out with um, Jeff one time. No, I'm just joking. But, you know, just, just – <laughs> The hanger, just the hanger-ons that his uncle would be able to pick up in L.A. Think about that for a second. Like the old hoochies that never made it, and then that's what his uncle's getting. Wow. He's getting like he's getting like the thigh meat, you know, and Kawhi's getting the breast meat, and then he's getting, he's wow. getting the ratas. He's getting the ratas. He's getting, he's getting the day-old. He's getting the day-old chicken heads. You know what I'm saying? Like I truly believe that's what's up with his uncle. Is like. He's living vicariously, and we see this all the time in sports. Yeah. Parents and uncles and people living vicariously through the athletes. Hell, I live vicariously through Chris Duell. I mean, come on. <laughs> you said Chris Duell's your spirit animal. I remember that. He <laughs> is my spirit animal. <laughs> Poor guy. So basically what you're saying is that, <laughs> that Kawhi Leonard is basically getting the dime pieces, and his uncle is getting Fiesta Sucia. <laughs> oh man uncle wants to live in la he needs Kawhi's money to do it if Kawhi exactly. wins a lot in la if Kawhi stays here he has to win every game he has to prove himself he has to silence the fans wins silence fans it doesn't matter what he says right now it doesn't matter all this stuff that's going on right now in the summer all this trash talk all this tony parker stuff it's amazing five wins in a row we'll stop that quick if and then, I, you know, I, I, yeah. he may say he may say i agree with, with guyland it may happen yeah i i agree with you there rivera uh, winning does cure all winning, and winning if, if, everything. yeah and if you really want to see and this is where I, I agree with ari here about him not even wanting to be in san antonio to begin with um just take a look at his old college footage it's like a completely different player he's smiling yep. he's, he's he's yapping he's talking smack you, you know he's he's jumping for joy on the court I was in Brooklyn the night the trade went down. George Hill, Pacers, Wrights, and blah, blah, blah. Bertans comes as part of that package. And I remember still talking to him when he was still wearing a Pacers hat. And I'm in the uh, media room with a bunch of Indiana press, and the news hit, and nobody brought it up. And I remember bringing it up to him. I said, so you just got traded to San Antonio. How do you feel? And I remember that shift. I remember just that, that, that blank, that, that now Kawhi blank stare. 
So then after he was doing his thing and talking to the rest of the Indiana media, he's walking out. He has his handler next to him. And I'm walking down the hallway with him. I asked him, hey, do you, I got like two minutes, two seconds, whatever. Just let me talk to him. Hey, fine, talk to him. He didn't look too happy about it. Uh, it was like pulling teeth. And at that moment, I knew this guy was going to be a media problem, at least locally in San Antonio, because he just doesn't talk. So, all right, yeah, I'm completely agreeing with you. I, I, I don't think he ever wanted to be in San Antonio. So the, I go back to what I said earlier. The sooner they can get this done, the better uh, for everybody involved. This is an ugly yeah. divorce. And uh, let's just uh, let's find out who gets the car, who gets the house, who gets the, the jewelry, and let's call it a day. Um, it, it, look at look at the the animosity the fans have right now to him, uh, you know, for him. I'm sorry, it's it's at a fever pitch, and yeah. I I would not be surprised if if he gets some playing time next year, and the Spurs fans still boo him in the AT and T Center. I, I I would not be surprised. Yeah, I think we need to do a Thanos on, on Kawhi Leonard and just snap our fingers. There He's going to say, Coach Pop, I don't feel so good. And then <laughs> he's just dust. <laughs> like, like he never even existed, man. He's out of here. But we're going to go ahead and start off with our last take because I know everybody's got to do things for the night. We'll start off with you, Jeff, because I know you got to go. But we're talking about predictions for the next season, for the upcoming season. Who do you think is going to have a, a breakout year? And what are your predictions for the upcoming season? Do you think the Spurs are going to be a 47-win team? Are they going to be a 50-plus win team? Huh. I mean, what do you think is going to happen this next season? Well, I mean, I, I guess I kind of let it out of the bag already. I think Murray is is going to really up his game. Um, I'm hoping for that, and I think the Spurs definitely need that, especially at the point guard position. And considering the NBA we have right now with your Steph Currys and your James Hardens and your Chris Pauls, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, as, as far as the predictions, look, it, it, it's, I guess it's kind of incomplete for me because I don't know if they're going to trade Kawhi Leonard depending what they get right, back. what they're going to get for him. Yeah, right. exactly. So it's hard for me to really make a prediction, but let's just pretend a deal went down and it was okay. It was the best they can get. I actually think that might be okay. I think they'll probably get to 50. I think that'll be uh, a, a nice little number for them to go, to reach. Why? Because... Last season, look what they did without the two-time defensive player of the year. Their defense got them into the postseason. Their issue was simply the offense. They just couldn't get enough offense. I, right. I, I, I lean the fact that Rudy Gay was out. You know, he was that's double digits uh, scoring uh, down for a while. You know, you know, they got whatever they could get out of Manu Ginobili. He, you know, Murray had his ups and downs. So it just comes down to offense. I, uh, you know, Patty Mills, you know, he didn't have the greatest shooting uh, season last year. You know, he did look pretty good towards the end and in the postseason. But, hey, you know, they could just fix their offensive woes. I think they'll just be fine. But, again, it's really hard to predict that with the, the, the cloud of Kawhi Leonard hanging over uh, the franchise right now. But if they can get some great pieces, you know, uh, I'm begging you, Boston, please, Danny Ainge, please. Um then I think it'll be all good to go. But I don't think – I think Ainge is smarter than that to give up a haul for San Antonio. And by the way, am I the only one here who thinks the Spurs need to back off from this haul business thing? Because right oh, now, as of right now, I don't blame other teams for saying, wait a minute, why are we going to give you a bunch of our good stuff if the one good stuff you got is going to be free to get in a in a season? So – I, He's I a one-year rental, good. basically. That's what Kawhi yeah, exactly. is. You got a one-year. Well, look what rental. happened with Paul George. Yeah, you got a. Yeah, exactly. You got a one-year rental. You got a. 
an alleged banged up quad, and um, you got alleged. Uh, yeah, an alleged. Quad. <laughs> <laughs> I never. You know what? He's acting it. worse than freaking. Uh, what's her name? Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. He acts like somebody <laughs> has the, the baton to him. I can just see Kawhi on the ground crying. Why? Why? You know what? Get out of here. <laughs> Kawhi, he should be a Brazilian. So- he should be a Brazilian. Kawhi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ari. He's Neymar. Um, so, right. yeah, um, I- but I think the Spurs will be okay. I think they will be fine. I, I think uh, they might be even slightly better. I think uh, I agree with Jeff on, on Dejounte. Um, I mean, he's the guy that you, you'd think would take the major step forward this year. Um, you know, it's it's what year three now for him and. He took a major step, I think, last year, and now more, you know, more will be uh, asked of him. You know, a lot of people are excited about Lonnie Walker, and I am too. And the interesting thing is, obviously, the Spurs never, ever, ever, ever count on rookies. But you wonder if, you know, they'll be more reliant potentially on a guy like Lonnie Walker this season because they're such a young roster. Um, I still think he just has a long way to go from an offensive game standpoint to, to, to tie it together. So I think he'd probably be better off spending some time in Austin this year. But you know, the other guy is Derek White. Not to say that that you know he's got to become great, but he he's got to make a, a major step forward in year two to sort of justify being a secondary ball handler. You know, you, you look at Manu Ginobili, the significance of him. You know, he's been a very productive secondary ball handler for the Spurs coming off the bench to basically be their point guard. So if if he's gone without Parker. You know, you just wonder who that's going to be. Mills is not a good point guard. Mills is more of a two guard. So, you know, Derek White is going to be needed. And and to sort of echo Jeff's point, let's see what they get for for Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi is going to start the year with the Spurs. I think they're going to trade him before that. And I think at some point there's an Eastern Conference team that will see the allure of trading for Kawhi and how much better. I mean, you you basically Boston's going to win the East unless somebody steps up and you know maybe Philly and makes a play for Kawhi. And remember. Kawhi's the the secondary doctor that he dealt with. The, the second opinion was Philadelphia's team doctor. So the only teams that have the medicals on Kawhi are Philadelphia and the Spurs. So I just I see Philadelphia at some point making a play for Kawhi. I just I wonder if they're waiting to have an actual GM in place before they make that move. But if you were to if you were to force me to guess, I would guess that Kawhi will be traded to Philadelphia at some point before the season starts, and, and what they'll get for it will be future draft picks and, and probably Markel Fultz. You know, one interesting landing spot that I, nobody ever talks about, but I always have this in the back of my mind. What if the Spurs get a great offer from the Toronto Raptors? What if they say, you know what, we're going to give you Serge Ibaka and DeRozan, you know, and you can go ahead and have them and you give us Kawhi Leonard. Would you all take them up on that offer? DeRozan would be very interesting. Um, I, I think, And I think DeMar DeRozan is a, a free agent after next season as well, if I'm not mistaken. But, 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 yeah, I mean, you know, there's the balance for the Spurs between, you know, having really good young pieces and draft potential versus guys like a DeMar DeRozan or a Kyrie Irving that, you know, help you win now. But but obviously, you know, don't give them that 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 help in the future. So, I, I mean, I certainly think based on what seems to be available right now, that DeRozan would be fantastic for them. But. Yeah, it'll you know. definitely cure that offensive woes they had. Uh, yeah, no season. question yeah. about that. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. And with that, guys, I got I got a jet. I got a meta up right now. I'm still not over this flu, this cold I got. So, Joe, thanks for the invite. Ari, good talking yeah. to you again. Yeah, Tyler, you too, buddy. To Be you. well. Yeah, thank hey, you. Hey, Jeff, and, great uh, talking to you, buddy. Uh, yeah, thank you. And, and Rivera, save me some of those Dunkin' O's.
No, hombre. <laughs> Jeff, keep All up right, the great work, brother. All right, thank All you, right man. I'll, I'll talk, talk to you later. Talk soon. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Bye. Bye. So we'll go ahead and start off with you, Guylin. What are your predictions yes. for the upcoming season? And who do you think is going to be a standout player? Who's going to have a breakout year? Okay. I'm, I'm just going to say it. Spurs number three in the West. Right? I, I, I don't know why. It's just why. I, listen, I can't, as a Spurs fan for the past 20 years, be about mediocrity. There's nothing in my soul that can say, hey, you know, and yeah, part of it is, you know, I'm doing a little bit more talking about sports and shit right now, but I, I'm still a fan. <laughs> Right. I'm still a fan. And as a fan, I can't be mediocre. I can't be a mediocre fan. And so I I think they're going to finish third. I I really think they're going to finish third. Um, I think Houston, I don't think Houston can beat them in a seven game series um, in the playoffs just because they can miss 27 three pointers and we'll capitalize on that. Um, We can defensively match up, hopefully, with the Golden State Warriors. But outside of that, I don't think, you know, I don't know what's going to happen with Kawhi. Like I said, I don't speak Spanish. It's like a Mexican novella. I have no idea what the hell is going on with Kawhi or a Mexican novella. <laughs> um, you know, somebody like a, I mean, I was looking, looking at the salaries for DeRozan and then the other guy. They're on the books for about $47, $48 million, um, all their salaries, each of them, Serge Ibaka and, and DeRozan. Um, DeRozan is like 27 and then Serge Ibaka is like 21. So that's like almost $50 million. Um, yeah. that we'd have to absorb. So, you know, that'd be a good trade, but I'm not too sure. Um, listen, I enjoy sports. I enjoy people. And, you know, I'm just excited for this next year. Like, if basketball could start right now, I'd absolutely love it because I hate the Cowboys. Um, oh, and, come know, on, man. Ex- I, you know, you know, I, I always got to say it, man. I always got to say it. But I am a Houston Texans fan. You know, I grew up in Houston. I grew up as an Oilers fan. Like, I had a team in my city, San Antonio. blue. You know, <laughs> yeah, but there's only so, two uh, Texas teams, man, and one of them's in Tennessee. I don't know who those Texans are, but the Boilers uh, are in Tennessee, uh, my friend. <laughs> man, like as long as you can keep half your team out of jail, maybe you all can win the championship. All right. You know, so. <laughs> like, you can't guarantee that, man. You know how they like no, their weight; they like getting uh, in trouble, man. I know. At least y'all got white stripes on the field now that Michael Urban is gone because he was hey, he might up try to snort them, dude. He might try to snort exactly. those white stripes, bro. <laughs> white stripes and white women, you know. So um, <laughs> it's just one of those things, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be a Spurs fan. I'm happy to be with you know um, two great guys on the radio, three great guys on the radio. Thanks for pulling us all together, Joe. Uh, but we'll see what happens, man. It's, it's going to be, you know, one of those Spurs seasons for sure that's going to be more interesting even than last season, you know, to see the progression, to see what happens, to see Pop. You know, we talk about how great of a co- coach Pop is. I think in my mind he is the greatest coach in the NBA history. But this year he pulls out 55 wins, 60 wins, hands down the best coach ever, hands down. All right, and we'll get our last take with you, Rivera. What are you thinking, man? Who's going to have a breakout season, and what are your predictions? I'm going with uh, DeJounte Murray as well. I think we're going to see a lot more of him. Um, he'll definitely step up. The, the one thing I am sad about, though, with Tony Parker being on, I can't play any more of these. I can't play any more of his great Tony Parker raps. Yo, <laughs> he had mad Yo, skills. Yo, raps. <laughs> That's funny. I'm very That's sad. I can't play those anymore. I think jo- I think Dejounte Murray has a great year, though. Um, it, I, I think it's going to be a 50 win season. Optimistically, though, third is probably what we're going to be looking at in the Western Conference. 
Um, but I have to admit, I agree, we will definitely give Golden State a run for their money on defense, and I hope that we give them everything we've got. You know exactly. what? We got great news, too, because Zaza actually left the Golden State <laughs> Warriors. <laughs> you notice well, he didn't play in the playoffs at all. Zaza no, he didn't. didn't play at all I mean, in the he playoffs. He was trash. That's why. He was trash. I got a little South Detroit. For... Here's something. Uh, yeah, yeah, Charles Barkley's got a little something for him here. Punch him in the balls. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, terrible. Maybe you might get some justice from, uh, what's his name, uh, that guy from the Warriors that likes to kick people in the nuts all the time. What's his name? Draymond Green. We do need a hand. We do need a, we need a, we need a, um, what's the, what's the best word for it? We need a junkyard dog on the Spurs again. Yeah. We yeah. Need, like a Mario Eli in know, the past. Yeah. Yeah. We need an enforcer and we don't have an enforcer right now. I mean, the closest that we got to it is Mr. Jazz hands himself, uh, Paul Gasol. <laughs> You know, but that dude know, is softer than wet cake, man. <laughs> wet cake. <laughs> <laughs> wet cake. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> we really, I, we don't have an enforcer. So we haven't had an enforcer in a few years. And Kawhi was Kawhi was a good, silent defensive player, but he wasn't an enforcer. So I, I think that we got to get. I think I think NBA needs to get a little dirty too. I, I think they need to bring back the, a little bit of the dirty play in the NBA. Yeah, we do need an enforcer, you know, but it, we just don't have that. Like you said, we don't have that type of player that goes out there and enforces their will. You know, the only other player that I can see that kind of did that for the Spurs, but he's gone now. I'd like to see the giant return. I want to see the return of Bobby. I want Boban Marjanovic back. Boban. If only we had Bobby, man. <laughs> Bring Bobby back. <laughs> uh, obviously, Steve Jackson. Like, Steve Jackson did yo, uh, that, too. Uh, big time. Man, I love uh, Steven. People don't realize that Steven Jackson, um, when we won that championship, the year that Kerr went crazy, Steven Jackson is actually who started bringing us back in that game. And then they set him down and Kerr hit those big three pointers. But if it wasn't for Kerr and Steven Jackson, and I can't wait to meet Steven Jackson one day and say, dude, I know what you did. I saw what you did. But he was always in the doghouse. He was always in trouble. So... <laughs> But yeah, Steven Jackson himself said one time, he said, you know, on an interview, I remember here locally, he said, I bring a little hood rat to the game. And he was exactly <laughs> right with that sentiment. I like I like Steven Jackson. Love him or hate him, but he did he did have that enforcer role for the San Antonio Spurs. He brought that nasty out there on the court. Tim Duncan Tim Duncan called him his best teammate ever. Mm. Oh yeah. That's a yeah. direct quote from Tim Duncan, so that's that's crazy. Well, I used, yeah, to host with Antonio, I used to host with Antonio Daniels, and he said the same thing. One of the best teammates he ever had. That guy would, would go to war with anybody, and he literally did one time with Ron Artest. I was about <laughs> to say, yeah, went up in the stands and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steven Jackson, I think he was a really good teammate, like everybody says. The only thing that got him in trouble, I think, was just his emotions. You know, he was a very emotional guy, and that's yeah. what made him this type of yeah. player that was great to be around. Kind of like a Des Bryant for the Cowboys. He's very emotional players. They're very passionate. But the only thing that got Steven and Jackson, uh, I think, in trouble with the Spurs was his mouth. You know, he yeah. got into it, uh, you know, off camera, behind the scenes during practices. He would get into, you know, get into coaches' face, and he would start altercations and fighting with the wrong people, and they just couldn't put up with it anymore. You know, it's, you can only take so much. 
disrespect. So I think he might have just rubbed some people the wrong way, maybe, and they just said, you know what? We just had enough. You're a great player, but you're just not for us, you know? Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, I know this is the Two Shots podcast, right? But we can also say, like, two shots, like, one, two, and punching somebody in their face. <laughs> what about that UFC fight last night, dude? What about that? Did you, who saw the UFC fight last night? Unfortunately, I did not see it, but I do watch UFC. Yeah, I did not either. Watch it. Think about Cormier. We were shut out, dude. <laughs> yeah, Daniel, Daniel Cormier being, like, the spurs of the UFC. Like, he is the nicest dude in the world. You know, he loves his family. He's an amazing guy. And he just beat the longest reigning um, heavyweight. So he stepped up from light heavyweight at 205, fought at 245, and knocked out the heavyweight. And now he has a heavyweight and he has a light heavyweight. So wow. he is, like, literally the greatest boxer or the greatest fighter in UFC, one of the greatest fighters in UFC. And if y'all haven't had a chance, He's go legit. check out the highlights and listen to his um, interview afterwards. Um, no, I'm looking forward to the Canelo fight, dude. I want to see Canelo fight. I want to see if that carne de burro, you know, that, that tainted meat's been working for him, man. That donkey meat he's been eating over in Mexico, man, with PEDs. You know, I guess they feed steroids to the donkeys now over there, man. You That's want to get funny. a little bit of carne a pastor, it's a little bit of donkey meat in there, you know? <laughs> dude, Joe, every time you start, man, I never hear Joe, like, go off like that, dude. We does. I love it, man, because it's like puro San Antonio, man. You That's know. puro San Antonio. Me and Rivera are puro San Antonio, man. That's my no boy hombre. right there. No, hombre. No, hombre. You know, as puro as I am, the only problem is I'm doing the show 80 miles up the road right now. So, you know, that's my, you know, I can't say it. I'm being guy. <laughs> Mas, Masuto with a P. There we go. Yeah. You're hanging ah, out there, there with go. those hipsters, there man. <laughs> uh, they keep on trying to tell me the tacos are better up here, but I haven't found one yet. Oh, man. Oh, dude, whatever. <laughs> the Torchy's tacos, like, yeah, man. weird weirdo tacos. Oh, uh, man, I, I, I never forget. They were like, oh, Torchy's, Torchy's. I went into Torchy's, and there's like this long-ass line, and I get one, and I'm like, what did no. I just wait for? Yeah, so yeah you, want, like, you want like tofu on a taco? Uh, yes, I like my uh, torchies with tofu, please. And some, uh, uh, toast extra tofu on my torchies, please. Uh, what is this hey, chorizo? I, uh, I don't chorizo? want any chorizo on my taco. Oh my god, no. that's some chorizo on my taco? It's not, uh, vegan chorizo with that. Vegan chorizo, that my vegan? friend. <laughs> and can I have some? Um, you all have vegan, right? Can I have some um, cashew cheese, please? <laughs> <laughs> hey, for all the right. record, cashew cheese is a real thing, and it is good. But you know, <laughs> not on a taco. <laughs> not on a taco. No. All right, man. No, no. So we're gonna go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots Podcast because we got things to do. But I'm going to go ahead and let everybody plug their shows and what they're going to be doing. Ari, we'll start with you, my friend. Why don't you let people know where they can see all your great stuff and maybe what you got planned for the future? Yeah, Joe, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for asking me to come on. It's been fun. Um, you can check me out. I stream every day on Phantom at uh, Facebook.com forward slash Watch Phantom. It's uh, noon to one. And then uh, be in Dallas working with uh, 105 Through the Fan starting the next few weeks. So uh, just follow me on Twitter and keep up with what I've been doing over there. So thanks, man. Yeah. And you all got to follow Ari, man. Ari's a great guy. You need to follow him, like, share, you know, do anything you can to support Ari and everybody else on this panel because we're just one big family. And you can't 
just have it one-sided. Everybody has to help with each other. So please, guys, go out there and give some love to Ari. All right. Thank you so much for joining us, Ari. Yeah, man, anytime. Great being out with all you guys. I appreciate it very much. Yeah, no doubt, man. We'll have to do it again sometime. But also, we'll go ahead and start off with you, Rivera. Where can they find you and all the great stuff that you do? Okay, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Zoned Mike. Sorry in advance for that. So um, you can find me weekday mornings with Mike Taylor. I do the updates at 6.30 and 7.30 when I decide to show up for work. I guess it's the running (laughs) gag on the show. Um, I'm also weekends over on WOAI. I have a fishing show from 5 to 7 called The Great Outdoors. Believe it or not, yes, I actually talk hunting and fishing, too, of all the strange things I do. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's a fun thing. Uh, it's great to be on with you finally. I wanted to do this for a while, Joe. I'm glad right. I got on here. I'm glad I got on with Jeff. And uh, right now I'm I'm kind of um, celebrity strict here with Ari because um, I've listened to him for years, even when he was down, even when he was up here in Austin. So um, it's great to be on with Ari. So hopefully uh, – I appreciate you saying that, brother. Thank you. Yeah, it's been the fun. The great Ari Temkin. The great Ari Temkin. It's Ari Emkin. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ari Emkin. That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's go back to Austin right there. Yep. <laughs> All right, Gaylord. And you, my friend, you have some great st- stuff coming up, and you've just been named the new co- the new host of Tailgate Radio. So why don't you let us know where we can go and support you and like everything that you do? Yeah, first of all, let me let me – tell the guys that we're on with right now, especially Mike Rivera, um, Ari, and Jeff, like I've been a fan of radio for my entire life. Like talk radio has been something that I've enjoyed. And thanks to Chris Duell and getting on and just being a crazy caller and then hosting four of his shows, you know, I'm just on with you guys. And I'm like, yo, I'm like on with pros right now. And thanks to Joe for like connecting everybody. But this is something like I took, you know, a semester of radio, television and film. You know, I'm self-taught with everything I did. You know, it's not like I got a degree in this. It's not, it is a passion, but you know, I've done computer stuff. I'm a computer geek. So for me to be on with you all is a huge compliment. And I just, I'm so thankful and grateful that I get to all the faces and the voices I've been hearing for such a long time. I get to hear it and it's a beautiful thing. So um, I do have two shots, pod, uh, two shots podcast. <laughs> I have um, <laughs> I have um, Tailgate Radio. Um, Tailgate Radio is a show that actually has um, a huge following during football season online. I was tapped by a company here in town for Game Day Media to do the show, so I'm actually taking nice. over after show 187 um, to awesome. do the Tailgate Radio show. So hopefully I'll be traveling around the country as the guy did before me to actually you know engage, but. Tailgate Radio is really the intersection of sports, friends, family, and gadgets. And, um, you know, we just, awesome. just a fun podcast. And, you know, wherever podcasts are downloaded, just go to Tailgate Radio, um, type it in, and you can find me. All right, man. So you make awesome, sure man. everybody that's watching, share the love, go out there and help these guys, you know, spread their lo- spread the spread their platform even wider, their scope even wider. We're all one big family, as I said. So, like you said, too, Guylin. There's abundance. Enough for everyone, man. So let's go out and support everybody. So we're going to go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots Podcast. And like I always say, spread the love, stop the hate, and be kind, guys. We're out. Peace. (laughs) Peace. (laughs) Man, that's fun.